1: The regular NFL season may be over, but our season is just beginning. Rookie versus Rookie, starting now. You are now listening to the Dynasty Rewind. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Dynasty Rewind. I'm your host, Michael Bauer, the best in the business. Once again, back in business. Joined as always by my faithful co-host, Nate, the Professor
0: Christian. Nate, what is good? I'm here. I'm here, Mike, <laughs> and I'm excited. I was muted for a second, but I caught it quick enough that you know no one even really knew until I brought attention right. to it. Um, I'm I'm kind of hype. You know, yeah. I understand it wasn't the greatest Super Bowl in the world for the first three quarters. I actually enjoyed. Um, The last quarter in overtime, though, um, it was what it was. It wasn't with the Ravens, so that was unfortunate. But mm. Super Bowl, Super Bowl, I thought it was pretty good overall. True. That is true. Well, that being said, Nate, we
1: quickly turned the page, and it is rookie draft season. I mean, yep. I don't have any leagues that are starting this early. I know that some people love to just get going as soon as possible. But <clears throat> Sleeper... Nobody can draft completely right now if you don't have <laughs> any players in there. Although I haven't done a mock draft. Well, we did one last Saturday. Last yeah. Saturday. Uh, I'm assuming between then and now, we haven't had any other players added. Do you have you done nope. any since then?
0: I did one uh, last night, actually. That players have not been added since. Okay. Okay. Sleeper, let's confirm. You know we are
1: always saying how much we love you, so. <laughs> Give the people what they want. And if yeah, you want to mock draft with Nate or myself, patreon.com forward slash it's weird. and We're doing free seven-day trials. Come hop in a mock draft, chat with us. You know, you might even be like Joe and find out that you fit, live 15 minutes away from me. Hey, that was exciting. Nope. Don't specifically move 15 minutes away from me, but if you find out that that just happens to be the case, then that's great, but let's get into it. So today what we're doing is we're comparing players as prospects. These are guys that um, might be ranked, you know, to some people close in value to each other. So we have to figure out where do we want to go? And some may even involve where the draft pick selection may be. So yes. let's get into it. Let's look at the first one here. Nate at the one one in a super flex league, Caleb Williams versus Marvin Harrison jr. This, this is a tough one right here because you know a lot of people are saying um Caleb williams the consensus 101 um you know generational talent which i do think that that phrase seems to get thrown around a little too easy sure in sure. my opinion and you've got marvin harrison jr he's not a nepotism baby i know who his dad he is, is generational. yeah but this is a guy who he's done everything on his own his dad's not out there catching the <laughs> balls for him so what are we thinking here i mean how are we comparing These guys, to me, Nate, I feel like if you take either of these guys at the one-on-one, I'm not going to fault you for it, even in Superflex League.
0: Yeah, no, I think there's an argument to be made for either one. I lean Caleb Williams because I think at the end of the day, if both these guys hit their ceiling, we see it. If you're a top-five quarterback, you're valued over Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, uh, now more recently, C.D. Lamb and Amirah St. Brown, who have kind of entered that top tier. The quarterback position is just in Superflex. At the end of the day, it's the most valuable position. And if you can have a top five, top six guy, that's that top tier in superflex leagues. Now, Mike, I know you like to oftentimes fade the quarterback in a startup, but at the end of the day, you also understand that you know the quarterback position when you're setting your lineups is one of the most one uh, most important positions in superflex. So, I think Caleb Williams' upside, just value wise, um, just kind of is the tiebreaker for me. But I can definitely see an argument either way. And Mike, actually. You actually like to take Marvin Harrison Jr at the 1 on 1, don't you? I do. I have a question
1: for you just go, circling back, you know I love that phrase so oh, much. Yeah, you do. Um would you say right now Caleb Williams is a top 5 dynasty quarterback?
0: No, not yet. Okay, okay that's he's, he's not even on the field yet. Um yeah. No. Cuz you know I think right now like he's like dynasty. Make, they like to make, you know, assumptions like they that, do. would you say he's top 10? You know, he's about that in startups right now. He's about like quarterback 10, I believe, um, coming off the board. Because after you get past like the the you know the top six or seven, you know, you start to have guys that do have some question marks. So at that point, hey, you might want to just roll with Caleb Williams who, you know, the question mark is we haven't seen him yet. You know, there's all the reason in the world to believe that he's going to be really good. Now, will that come to fruition to 100%? We'll see. But right now, I mean, he's probably just as good a shot as anyone else after that top six, seven. Yeah, I do love to put the quarterback
1: position, and of yeah, course, obviously, sometimes it doesn't always work out, but especially this last year with injuries, man, it's just last year was brutal,
0: but it, it was tough.
1: <clears throat> let, okay, let me ask you this which you have the
0: 101 in a super right. Fox, which, What are you drafting? I'm drafting Caleb Williams. Uh, okay, in the, I think the only situation where I draft Marvin Harrison rather than Caleb Williams is if I already have three quarterbacks. Um, like, I have one league where I have Lamar Jackson, Dak Prescott, and CJ Stroud. In that league, I probably would take Marvin Harrison Jr. over Caleb Williams, just because, sure, I can get Caleb Williams and trade him. If I can trade out of the 101 back to the 102, I would do that as well. But if I'm stuck at the 101, I'm going to take the pick that makes the most sense for my team, not the guy I think is just going to necessarily be the best value because... I already got three good quarterbacks. Maybe, maybe I could trade Dak and keep Caleb or whatever, but give me Marvin Harrison Jr. in that situation because you're getting a stud wide receiver. You know, I, I think he's going to be a top five wide receiver in Dynasty by the end of next year.
1: For me, I'm probably, I don't want to say 100% of the time, but more often than not, I'm probably taking Marvin Harrison Jr. now. Obviously, a lot can change from now until he gets drafted. If Caleb Williams goes to a fantastic situation where I think he's not set up to fail at all, Marvin Harrison Jr. goes to a less than desirable situation, we got a whole different story right there. However, mm-hmm. Nate knows, see, one of the things he does, a good strategy tip, he knows his league mates. Him and I are in a bunch of leagues together. He knows that I like to punt the quarterback position. Like I said, I did. So I would do. probably take Marvin Harrison Jr. admittedly. But, you know, I mean, we're talking super flex 101-102, I think. Yeah. There, there's going to be some people that are going to make the case for guys like Drake May. Um, you have the Malik Neighbors truthers out there, and I
0: get Bro. it. I'm not taking Malik Neighbors over Martin The Jaden Daniels upside with, you know, it, it, there's going to be other players taking 101 in some leagues, yeah. but in most leagues, we're going to see Caleb Williams or Martin Harrison Jr. I got to be honest with you.
1: Why draft
0: Jaden Daniels
1: highly when you could wait almost the full round and just draft J.J. McCarthy?
0: Well, yeah. that's if
1: J.J. McCarthy's ADP stays there, which I don't think it will. I mean, filling out my scouting report for him today, talking about poise in the pocket, makes all yeah. the reasons. And a much better – I wouldn't say he's a better runner, but he is a smarter runner with the football on his hands. Yeah.
0: I think McCarthy's been slept on for a while.
1: He has been. Also bigger than I thought. I thought he was a shorter quarterback. He's 6'3". So,
0: yeah, he, per- he's, he, he checks all the boxes. That's the thing I like to use a lot, but – Um, you know, he's he's gotten enough arm strength. He's shown the ability to work in a pro offense and protect the ball. And sure, not a lot was asked of him, but he did everything he was asked of. So
1: yeah, that's true. I mean, you can't hate a guy. Like a lot of people say Brock Purdy's just a game manager. He does exactly what his coaches ask him to do. He runs the game plan the way he's supposed
0: to. If you can execute at the end of the day, that's all you're being asked to do. If you can execute at a high level, which is what those guys are doing, that's all you can really ask for. You know, that's great. You'll take that any day.
1: That is true.
0: you ready to move on to the next one? I am. Let's do it. Let's talk about Wisconsin running
1: back Braylon Allen versus Florida State running back Trey Benson. So I know that you don't like athletes paying running back. Braylon Allen's got some upside. I think he He could potentially be a three-down back in the NFL, but I think Trey Benson could too. Trey Benson's a pretty good receiver of the football. Maybe not so much for Braylon Allen. I don't think he's as good of a receiver, but we've got to stop ourselves. We've said this before with Wisconsin running backs.
0: Yeah, Uh, Uh, I think he he can definitely be a receiver if needed, but Trey Benson's definitely the better receiver, the more natural receiver, you could say. Um, I'll take Braylon Allen on the ground in between the tackles. I think he's a better runner, a more natural runner, in fact, Um, while Benson has the advantage in the receiving game, and then athletically, well, Trey Benson certainly is an athlete and can you know has some really good speed. He just can't match up with Braylon Allen's size speed combo. You know we're expecting Braylon Allen to run a four um, four. You know pretty pretty locked in there, and PFF lists him at 6'2", 245. That's that's impressive combination of size and speed right there, Mike. And you don't get that with every single running back. That's kind of rare to find. Like Those those guys that are that big have that much contact balance and power and have that speed. Braylon Allen is is really impressive from that standpoint, that physical standpoint. And teams are going to like that because teams have always loved that. They've always loved guys they think they can develop. Um, I, don't, I don't think he needs a ton of development. I think he's maybe a little limited because he might not have the receiving upside. But I can't think of many better downhill runners in this draft class than Braylon Allen. Audrey Gasson is pretty good, too. He's he's a very good downhill runner as well. Yeah. You know, I don't think, you know, whatever team Braylon Allen goes to, I don't think it's going to be one that asks a ton of him to do, like, you know, behind the backfield. He's he's more of a gap scheme runner. You know, you tell him where to go, he's going to hit that hole, and if there's any opportunity for him to make something out of it, he will. But, you know, I don't think he, he's going to be back there in, in a lot of zone schemes, you know, trying to make people miss in the backfield and stuff like that and, fi- and find different holes.
1: Would you like to know what their current Dynasty Rewind ADP is on both of these players? I would love
0: to. Yeah, hit me up.
1: Of course you would. And if you want to again contribute to that Patreon free trial, we'd happy. We will happily have you in there. But Braylon Allen right now is the running back two. Um, He's at the two hundred three, one spot ahead of Bucky Irving at the two hundred four. Just want to throw that out there. But Trey okay. Benson currently the running back for at the two hundred seven. So kind of close, pretty, pretty close, rather We're- close
0: in value. Honestly, I think much like the majority of this running class is kind of a, you know, pick your flavor. You know, one person's going to prefer Braylon Allen. Another person will prefer Trey Benson. I can see either one of them going early, mid second. Um, you know, we've even, we've seen Trey Benson even go late first before the year, like at 112, you know, in, in this class, if he's your RB one, then sure. Why not? So, yeah. you know, I think these guys are similar value
1: in case anyone's wondering too. We got my man Hoff on the ADP. He has this sheet set up. It updates automatically every five minutes. So all he does is he drops draft in there and it just does its thing. And it's pretty amazing. If I could be honest with you, um, hats off to my man Hoff for putting this together because I do not know how to make this. Thanks buddy. So- I
0: love, love what the, the discord is creating right now. We're so excited about the discord. You know, just take another moment to talk about, you know, we would love to have you over there that seven day free trial. Because we're upgrading new channels coming out. We yep. are re- redoing the navigation, the menus. There is just so many places in our Discord. It is comprehensive. I can tell you that it's extensive. You'll find a place for you where you can talk to some like-minded people, enjoy it, talk to us. I, I just love the Discord, and I want to get everyone in there because it's, it's a great time. Yeah, me
1: too. And uh, props to Sean, too, doing a great job. Yeah. Uh, retooling everything and moving all that stuff around. Again, something I don't know how to do. Um, so thank you very much. Nate, this next one, I don't know what to do here, what to say. Florida State wide receiver Keon Coleman versus the University of North Carolina wide receiver Devontez Walker. So Tez did not have a good senior bowl. His value is plummeting a little bit. And little people bit. are really bullish on Keon Coleman. They like the guy. I think he should have went back for a senior season. Hate the player.
0: Yeah, I think we have two wide receivers here whose value has kind of stumbled out of the gate yeah. over the pre-draft process. You know, out of the gate, you know, both these guys had a lot of hype coming out of the college football season, but once we got to the pre-draft process, both of them started to fall. Um, number one, because people got to look at Keon's tape and see kind of that, those consistency issues that we brought up. Um, you know, he he's got an incredible highlight reel, but. You know, on a play-by-play basis, there's some questions that we have with um, his hands, his consistency, with his ability to get open. So you know, he's a little raw, but he's got a lot of athletic ability. Uh, he plays very well in contested catch situations. So there's still a lot to like there. But you know, he's falling down. I think he has. You can tell us, Mike, what his ADP is for DR. Going. I believe it's somewhere like at the end of the second right now, most likely. No. Uh, no. We're at the beginning of the year. It was like end of the first. Actually, Keon
1: Coleman's ADP right now. He's the wide receiver seven. He's at two hundred two. Two uh, still. Tez Walker is at the two eleven. There was a comment I wanted to address. Uh, we did a mock. Keon Coleman went in the third round, and this the viewers said rightfully so. No way Keon Coleman makes it to the third round. And you're absolutely right. I think if he's starting the slide, somebody that wants him trades up yep. and grabs him. Again, it's just a mock draft, and you know some people value players differently. But the two hundred two. I think that's fair for Keon Coleman right now. That's like so. Marvin Mims last year in that
0: range. Uh, I think Marvin Mims was a bit more late second. I mean, he, he mid, mid to late second.
1: I was taking uh, him there a lot yeah. last year, like the 202 to 204 ish, 205. Yeah. Um, just because I felt like that was a good place to, for whatever reason, I just had more success trading into that area where I had those picks for, were already traded for or. I earned the 202 for whatever reason. So, yeah, that, it's just one of those things. You know, I do have some concerns about Kaelin Coleman. Um, mm-hmm. to contest the contested catch, we said that he was the contested catch guy. I didn't really see it personally. And Tez, man, those hands, you're killing me with the hands at the yeah. Senior Bowl.
0: It, it was tough because, like, I don't think I said it before, you know, he, he's just constantly in the right place at the right time, but just unable to finish the play and, and oh. bring the ball in. That's, that was yeah. the theme of the week at Senior Bowl.
1: and. That's how you get drafted in the sixth round. Ask a guy like Quez Watkins, (laughs) all the physical tools, but balls hitting him right in the hand. He can't get it. And you know, again, Hey, Mr. Nagy, if you're listening to this, you have a lot of wide receivers come in and then they come out, you know, they have a good week of practice and they, they take themselves out of the game. And I completely understand that you don't want to get hurt playing. Understand that this is your livelihood have backups, once he only had three wide receivers, it was whatever team Tez was on. So these guys yeah. are out
0: there. They're gassed. He was out there running hard the entire game. You know, he was, he, they, he, they were gassed at the end. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I, I don't want to come out of senior bowl and, you know, be like, oh, Devontae's walk or day three pick. He's a third rounder now in my rookie drafts. I mean, maybe he ends up there at the end. But I still think he's, uh, you know, a late second round pick. He's got... A ton of speed, a ton of athletic ability. He's still a good route runner. Like I said, he was getting into good position, just wasn't able to finish the playoff. So there's still something to be said there. And players can fix drops. You know, one of the more recent players to fix drops, Mike Dontavian Wicks. Yeah, he was always getting open at at Virginia Tech, or was it Virginia? It was Virginia, right? Virginia, yeah, Virginia, and just couldn't catch the ball. Well, he fixed it this year, and now he's catching the ball and getting open together. So. Um, you know, I could totally see the Walker, you know, you take a chance on somebody. If, if drops are their only issue, I think it's worth taking a shot on them because you can, you can hopefully coach drops out, you know? Yeah, you can, for sure.
1: I agree with that. Um, all right. So everybody, if you could please hang out, we'll be right. back after a quick word from our sponsors all right fantastic welcome back everybody let's get back into it so nate we're at the 108 we are brian thomas from lsu wide receiver or oregon wide receiver troy franklin
0: yeah this is a tough choice at the one at the 108 and uh I got. I got to go. Brian Thomas Jr. Here. Okay. Um Actually, I was asked this question on Twitter today. Um, oh, I'm not sure if that's where Bob got this from, or if he just did it himself. But um, yeah, someone was actually asking, uh, "Who do you prefer between Brian Thomas Jr. and Troy Franklin?" And I like both these guys. Um, I like both these players. I think they they're great prospects, honestly. But for me, Brian Thomas, just with his frame being six foot four, six foot three, whatever he comes in, uh, two hundred and five pounds, and the fact that he has the agility that he has for that size and that he can get down low and drop his hips in his routes and create separation through his routes he's not like treylon Burks coming out like he, he wasn't going to create a lot of separation with his routes he was winning with his physicality and and his long speed um and and, and winning those contested catch situations brian thomas is not limited to those contested catch situations and, and winning in that way he can Get open. He can create yards after the catch. I like what Brian Thomas brings to the table. Also, draft capital wise, he's expected to be picked up at the end of the first, which Mike, I love wide receivers picked up at the end of the first because they go to playoff teams with good quarterbacks. Yeah. And right now, Brian Thomas Jr. is being mocked like almost every other mock I look at to the Buffalo Bills to replace Gabe Davis. Hmm. And with how Stephon Diggs ended the season, I would be ecstatic about Brian Thomas Jr. going to a team like the Bills. I think yeah. he would have all the upside in the world there. Troy Franklin, though, he has a ton of upside as well. I just think with his frame, which is a little bit smaller and slighter, I think he's about, what, 6'1", 185 pounds. I believe so. He doesn't bring to me as much after the catch as I was hoping to see with him. Um, just just like breaking tackle-wise, no, he, he gets open – and he can finish off a big play, but Troy Franklin, he just doesn't have quite as much upside as Brian Thomas jr. So right now they're going about the same place, I prefer Brian Thomas. I don't fault anyone for going Troy Franklin. Honestly, I think both of them are very, very talented, but I do lean Brian Thomas jr. I do think the answer moving forward though, is at the one away, actually going to be a quarterback. I think it's going to be JJ McCarthy or, yeah. or Bo Nix or whichever quarterback has QB four off the board in time. I think
1: it will. I think yeah. you're right. Um, one thing I will say um, so, RADP, they're 108-109. Brian Thomas with the slight advantage. So, I don't fault anybody, however which way you go. I like Brian Thomas a little bit better. And to me, it's just his ability to make the NFL catches. And you hear the announcer saying it when you're watching the game cutups, Just in the corner of the end zone, you know, on the sidelines, he's always getting two feet in bounds. I just think that's fantastic. Yeah. The range, the body control, the hands just love everything that Brian Thomas brings to the table. And I'll tell you what, if for some reason I'm at the 108 and Brian Thomas is gone, I'm going to take Trevor Franklin. I'm going to do it with a smile on my face. I'm yeah. still going to be really happy about it.
0: Well, actually, Mike, if you're at the 108 and Brian Thomas is gone, then I hope you're picking up Brock Bowers or Romo Dunze or whoever's falling. Well, let me look at the ADP. <laughs> because that top seven is what you want. So if Brian Thomas goes in there, you're, you're going to get somebody good at 108. You can't just go with it, can you? <laughs>
1: Then I would trade back to the 112 and I would just drive. to get the value, right? Just yes. to get the value. How's that sounding? Like? Sure. sure Mike. All right. <laughs> Let's move on. By the way, Nate loves to torment me. He knows how much I love <laughs> multiple notifications on my phone. So he was making sure that everybody in the league was tagging me to this. Yeah. So, thanks, Nate. Mike That's
0: turned funny. down money and I wouldn't let him.
1: I did not turn down money. I was trying to just come to a compromise that was trying to be humble to everybody. I'm a humble guy.
0: Finally won a league and you weren't even going to celebrate.
1: No, I won two leagues, not finally one league. Thank you. That one league, man, it's paying for all my fantasy leagues next year. That's
0: great. I love that's it. That's the way to it's,
1: do it. That's why you want to win, everybody. Leave the money in league safe. Just That doesn't mean that you're like, oh, I have all these leagues paid for. I should join another league. I mean, if you want to, you can, but you, you get can. It, right. So let's move on, Nate. Let's talk about a duo of Texas wide receivers. Xavier Worthy. Versus Adonai Mitchell. Is it Adonai or Adonai?
0: I've heard it both ways. I believe it's Adonai. Um, I actually have heard it both ways. He actually used to go by A.D. A.D. Mitchell. Okay. But um, that was when he was at Georgia. Now he's at Texas. Oh. He said he did not want to go by A.D. anymore. So
1: Okay. All right. Well, he'll go by A.M. now. Uh, <laughs> I-, I like Xavier Worthy. A little concerned with some of the drops. And they just seem yeah. to be focus drops. They do. Yeah, But I love what he brings. I like what both of these guys bring to the table Really. I personally like Xavier Worthy a little bit more. Let's look at the ADP, shall we? Um, Let's do it. Xavier Worthy, wide receiver six, so he's at the one twelve right now. Adi Mitchell, Adenai Mitchell, sorry, is wide receiver nine. He's at the two hundred six. So there's a there's a bit you know, of difference there, half round
0: there. Yeah. yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty big. Yeah, and you know, I think Xavier Worthy overall has more upside because he truly has game breaking speed. And what he did his freshman year, we, we go back to it, and I think, you know, I was talking about maybe two weeks ago. I think I had a bit of prospect fatigue with Xavier Worthy. And I, I can mm. admit that, I can be aware of it. You know, his freshman year putting up almost a thousand yards, 981 yards his freshman year, on 62 catches, 12 touchdowns. It was one of the the most impressive fresh true freshman seasons I've seen from a wide receiver since Justin Ross, probably. So to see that, you're like Wow. Next year, Xavier Worthy is going to be like Marvin Harrison Jr. type level, like 1,500 yards receiving like Balinikoff winner. Well, he goes out there, Quinn Ewers is the new quarterback there. He's injured for some time. They can't seem to connect. He only has 750 yards, only 750 yards and eight touchdowns on 59 catches. And we're disappointed. Now the drops did pop up, so we were you know, a little worried about that 10.6% drop, drop rate last year. But it went, it went back down this year, Mike. In 2023, it was 6.3%, which was more than his rookie, his freshman year, but less than last year. Had 1,000 yards this year. I mean, this guy is one of the most talent, talented wide receivers in the draft class. I, I'm willing to say that, but I really need to see the drops go away because there's no quicker way to not be on the field than to drop the ball. We both know that if, if, if he can fix the drops, though, I think he has top five upside in this draft class. Um, I think he can be someone that you're getting a great value on at the end of the first, early second, somewhere in there. On the other hand, though, I also like Adonai Mitchell. I think both these guys are really talented. You like Adonai Mitchell, Mike? I'm not sure if if I've talked too much about him. I do. Um,
1: Like I said before, I do prefer Xavier Worthy Uh, better. I could bring up my.
0: Because. Too many tabs. I like Adonai. (laughs) I kind of have them tied. I, I kind of have been on this boat for a while. It's like, you know, which. Do I want to go with the upside with Xavier Worthy? I think Adonai Mitchell may be a little bit safer because I don't have any worries about his hands. Um, I, and he's been a red zone threat for Texas, 11 touchdowns this year. Yeah, I don't know if he has quite as much upside as Xavier Worthy. Um, he's not quite the athlete uh, that Xavier Worthy is. He's a rare athlete. But, you know, Adonai Mitchell, a good wide receiver, not like a technician with his route running, uh, but does enough. I like how he wins as a contested catches, though. I think Adonai Mitchell has some of the best hands in the class. And that's why I really like him.
1: You know, to me, I think he's just a solid receiver with really good hands. Like you said, not anything super flashy. I do have um, Xavier Worthy. I mean, I have Xavier at a 6.60 and I have A.D. Mitchell at 6.39. So we're pretty close. Um, And that is with me forgetting to fill out a column here. Um, (laughs) So I'll have to fill that back in. I have to go back over my notes and fill that in. So subject to change. But I like them both, Nate. Before we move on, I do want to ask you one brief question. You just mentioned Justin Ross, and we all know Justin Ross was Debbie darling. He was hyped up, and then he had that spinal injury, I believe. Um, Yep. Justin Ross, a buy low for you? Coming. I mean, okay. Let's just say you're. Let's just say you're at the end of your draft, and you got a couple fourth round picks to burn, right? No. Like what's there? No. Even with what the the Chiefs right now. Wide receiver depth chart looks like. I mean, I know they have wide receivers. No, I,
0: th- I think the Chiefs are bringing certainly one receiver, and if not two. Okay, I don't think Justin Ross has much for chance, as all much right. as I would
1: wish he did. You think uh, Kadarius Tony is going to take his job? I don't
0: time. think. I don't think Tony or Moore or Ross. I think all of them are going to be stuck at the bottom or on their way out because I think yeah. the Chiefs want to find someone that can actually catch the ball. For Patrick Mahomes, outside Thanks, of Rashi Rice and Kelsey. Speaking of which, they do have Shy Smith on the roster. So, hey, that guy can us yeah. the ball. There we
1: go. Yeah, he can. He's he's okay. Hey, last one before we get into our last scrub pick of the year. We got Rome Adunze, Washington wide receiver, versus the tight end one. And to date, Nate, looking at this, one of the highest graded players that any of us has scouted. Looking at our big board, Ooh. Georgia tight end Brock Bowers. You want to talk about generational talent? Here you go. Um, Brock, please don't get drafted by the Pittsburgh Steelers because Arthur Smith
0: is your offensive coordinator and you're just going to get wasted there. Oh, man. He's going to go top 15. So wherever he goes, it's going to be exciting. Um,
1: This one's interesting because, you know, like Caleb and Marvin Harrison Jr., sometimes it's hard to go... Different positions because obviously Play the game differently your team could have different Needs there but um, before we get into It Nate Brock Bowers his ADP is the 107 Roman Duns is the 106 Brock Bowers is tight end one Roman Dunze is the wide Receiver three yep. so again we're Really close in that dynasty rewind ADP here
0: Yeah you know I think Bowers is obviously The the, the top guy at his Position and Rome Is not quite but also Rome's a very good prospect. He's himself. not far off either. I no, mean. he's not that He's not that far off. So, you know, I think you're happy with either one. And this is probably the pick you If you're the 106, you probably have this choice. And in a tight end premium league, I'm probably going to leave Brock Bowers because you just have more upside with the tight end premium. Especially because yeah. I think Bowers is a player that... You know, he's going to be a tight end, but between his... And not that he's not a good blocker, but between his size and how you would want to use him most likely going to be more of a slot receiver probably um, that kind of moves around a bit, you Don't know, it, yeah, kind of like how they He's use Don that. Kincaid. That's yeah. how I would use Brock Bowers the next level. If I was drafting him as a top 15 pick, that would be the best way to use him. And it's extremely, extremely good for our fantasy football teams to be used that way. Um, so that upside in the tight end premium league, I have to lean Brock Bowers, but in a, in a non tight end premium league, I can really go either way. It depends on team build. Uh, you know, there's value in a tight end, but if you already have a top five or so tight end, you don't necessarily need Brock Bowers. Not that you couldn't still use him, but I also do like Romo Dunze. I think he's going to come in here. I think he's going to be a top 20 dynasty wide receiver by the end of the season. I, I really like Romo Dunze, And like like you said, I don't think he's that far off of that top tier with Marvin Harrison and Malik Nabors. You know, I think all three of them are incredible wide receivers that we're lucky to have in this draft class.
1: Uh, I will say this too. How many years we said of oh, the 106 107 is a terrible spot to be in a draft class, and right now I'm disagreeing with that. I mean, yeah. Brock Bowers going off at the 107, of course, in a tight end premium, it's likely higher. Brian Thomas at the 108, Roman Dunze at the 106. If I get any one of those three players, I'm thrilled beyond thrilled. I like them all. For me, I think I slightly lean Brock Bowers. Hey, look at me taking a tight end who's look trying to my last name, mm-hmm. who's the S Brock do your thing. But it's you know I just feel like and this is not a knock against Roman Judonze. I feel like it is harder to find tight ends of this caliber than it is to find wide receivers of True. Roman Dudenze's caliber. I don't think and you're there's, wrong. There's going to be some good tight end prospects coming out next year. We'll get there. But that's a year away. And if I can have Brock Bowers on my team right now getting me fantasy points right now cuz I like to win fantasy football games. I'm going to do that. So even if I have, you know, it depends too, because there's a lot of tight end rooms out there. I see it doing roster reviews. You like the guys, but you know, I, there's a guy I'm doing a roster review right now and he has, I forget who the third guy is. It was somebody not really notable, but it's Jake Ferguson. who I like Cole Komet, who I like, yeah. but if you could add Brock Bowers to that and move commit or who, who else did I say
0: Ferguson Ferguson <laughs> sorry
1: <laughs> a long day um I would gladly do that too for sure yeah you know, move move one of those guys as your draft moves along see if you can pick up another play you like or some extra draft capital so um, that's where I would lean and Nate would you like like to do can't talk our last scrub pick of the year
0: I guess so uh, guess I will.
1: Let's um, do the scrub pick of the year. Michael's version.
0: Oh, there you go. <laughs> so last week we decided Travis Kelsey higher or lower seven receptions. And it's, you decided that. For for a long time he had one reception. And I was feeling pretty good about this. About this contest here. And then the second half happened in overtime. And Travis Kelsey ended with nine receptions. And Mike. You went higher last week. I went lower last week, which ends our season with you 12 and nine and me 10 and 11. It hurts. It's okay, Nate. It's been fun.
1: Um, I will make a donation in your name to the human fund. (laughs) How's that sound?
0: Thank you. How about the Chesapeake Bay Foundation? I'll take that.
1: Is that a real thing?
0: Yeah. Got to protect the Bay, man.
1: Do you know what the Human Fund is?
0: Um is it is it your fund? You're you're younger than me. You never watched Seinfeld, did you? No, I've I've not watched a lot of Seinfeld. Maybe the first
1: I need a favor episodes. from all the older millennials out there. Tag Nate on Twitter. Tell him all about the Human Fund and what it is. I'll let you guys take care of that for me. Nate You'll love it because it is a festivist for the rest of us. So that about wraps it up for us, everybody. We'll see you next time for Nate on Mike. Thanks for listening. If you want to level up above your competition, we invite you. To become a member of our Patreon, for as little as $1 a month, you get access to our Discord chat, where advice is at your fingertips 24-7. When you level up to our $5 or $10 tiers, you get bonus podcasts, rankings, and specific tier-based chats. We are offering a free 7-day trial for a limited time, so head to patreon.com forward slash dinosaur Rewind and tier up now.